0: Question I get all the time, how do you become a ghostwriter? Let's talk about that today. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Oh, yes. It is not the most frequently asked question, But it is one of the most frequently asked questions I get. And that is, so how do I like be a ghostwriter anyway? (laughs) You know, we ask it more eloquently than that, but I'm in a little bit of a punchy mood. On the day that I'm recording this, on the lovely afternoon that I'm recording this, it is one of my children's birthday. We have entered birthday season in my family um, the whole quarter four is packed full of celebratory fun and annual traditions and, like, all this cool stuff. We have, of course, birth the holidays that everyone in the U.S. has. Um, we're Christians, so um, we have, in addition to Halloween, we have All Saints Day. And Christmas and Advent is like the build-up to Christmas is kind of a big deal for us. There's like all this stuff. Plus three of my full children, four children have birthdays this time of year. There's the annual trip up to Williamsburg to go to Christmastown. It's not annual, but it's most years. Um, we have the, um, the state fair is like a 10 or 12 day long affair here um, in Raleigh, which is, I mean, not that far away from where we live. And all this other stuff too. And we've got all the fun at the elementary school now this year. My kids are not homeschooling, which is strange, but good so far. And um, anyway, tis the season and I'm a little punchy. (laughs) There's a little too much sugar in my house right now. Anyway, we are talking about um, how to become a ghostwriter and we're going to talk about it in a more eloquent fashion than I kicked off the show. I don't know. Also, you know, I'm really happy to be back. It's been about six months since I was able to record and release an episode. Not for lack of thinking about it, not for lack of want to, simply for lack of resources, uh, including my voice box. I don't know what's up with my voice, but um, and seeing as the medical practice that used to be my primary care place um, imploded, <laughs> not literally, but figuratively. Is that right? The one where it's like the people and the staff imploded and it was a mess, not that the building caved in on itself. I'm tired, y'all. I can't remember the difference between literally literally and figuratively, even though I know there's a difference. I'm sure some of y'all will be very happy to write and correct me. (laughs) I welcome all your feedback. Anyway, what is ghostwriting? Let's get into it. Um, Why was I talking about the doctor? I don't even remember. I'm punchy. I guess. Oh, voice. Yes, I don't know what's wrong with my voice. I don't know what's going on with my throat, but I will be um, having medical investigation done soon, which I don't know that I'm looking forward to, but I acknowledge is going to be a good thing. <laughs> anyway, three minutes and thirty-eight seconds into this podcast, let's actually talk about how to be a ghostwriter. I have some notes I wanted to convey to you. This is not a dissertation on becoming a ghostwriter. But these are kind of the key points, the highlights, the things to think about, and the various little trails that you can follow as you gather information um, about this type of freelance writing work. Um, So what is ghostwriting? Ghostwriting is when you write stuff um, and it gets published or shared or distributed under somebody else's name. You most likely do not have credit for it. Now there are times you know, there are ways, depending on the client, um, that you may end up getting some acknowledgement. Some clients, like if I'm, uh, writing a sales page, my name's not on the sales page anywhere, you know, but I, I'm usually able to say, hey, I wrote this sales page for this product put out by this business. That's usually part of the agreement, um, And the client might share me as their copywriter. I've had that happen before. People just give like public shout outs and stuff like that. So it's not like super secret. There are times when you are ghostwriting and it is super secret. I have had a ghostwriting client. There's one, she was a blogger and I wrote for her for, oh gosh, like three years, number of years. And she didn't want anyone to know that she had a ghostwriter. (laughs) She didn't want it. Or maybe she just didn't want anyone to know that I was a ghostwriter. I was not her only one. Um, but I wrote more substantive posts for her. Um, So, she did not want me to include her site on my website, like on my As Seen On, and she didn't want me to include her name in any roster of clients that I might have published or shared. She was, however, willing to serve as a reference, you know, like a professional reference. So, if I had someone who wanted to know who else I'd done ghostwriting for, and let's say she was my only ghost client, or she was a significant one, which she was for a number of years, um, I could say, I can't include this on my website, but I can um, put you in touch with so-and-so who would be willing to share her experience working with me, if that's something you want. Like, she didn't want to have a testimonial on my site. She didn't even want that. So, super private, <laughs> super secret Um so when you, uh, and I've also had ghostwriting clients where it was a similar arrangement where I was writing blog posts that they published under their name and they like, they didn't care if I said, I could freely say, it. yes, I wrote for XYZ Entrepreneur. Um, I could include that website on my, um, like as seen on, as featured, you know, featured on list of sites. I can include them on my website. I can include stuff I wrote for her in my portfolio. It was wide open. It was no secret. It's just when it was published on the site, it was credited to her. So that is what ghostwriting is. It's when you write something under somebody else's name and they pay you to do so. Now, there are some things I want you to consider um, or that it's important to consider or at least to be aware of when you are ghosting. Number one, we covered this already. Your name will not be on it. And in many cases, you will not be able to include this stuff in your portfolio. I think my one client who was like, yeah, I don't care. Tell anybody Um, is more the exception than the rule. There will be a lot of clients who um, will say, yes, you can say that you wrote for the site, but they won't want you to include specific samples and stuff like that. I think that is more typical. So in general, you're going to have a hard time using this particular work, um, as leverage to land more clients. And as a result, you can charge more for it. And in fact, you should charge more for it. Ghostwriting should come uh, with a t- maybe 20 to 50% markup from whatever your base rate is. So if you're charging $10, or sorry, $10 a word, that would be amazing. If you're charging 10 cents a word, <laughs> um, then you would get, I would suggest that you quote your ghostwriting rates to be 15 cents a word. So that's a, that's a 50% markup there. Um, and that's a fairly low rate, which is why I think a higher markup is um, certainly appropriate. Um, you have to get permission if you're going to share anything that you wrote for this client. And now this is a conversation I like to have upfront before anything is signed and before any work is done. To what extent are you comfortable with me sharing the fact that I write for you? And I might give options. I'm not comfortable at all. You may not share anything. You may not tell anyone that you wrote anything for me ever. This is top secret. I might offer, um, you know, I might say, uh, are you okay with me um, saying that I write for the site, um, but I don't point to specific links to anything that I wrote? Or are you okay with me including one or two links to something that I wrote with your approval and including those in my portfolio? You know what to what extent would you be willing to serve as a reference if needed? Would you be willing to offer me a testimonial? Those are the kinds of conversations you should have upfront before you come to an agreement like those are among the factors of the agreement that you would be making if you are already writing for someone and you're ghosting and you don't know if you can share their stuff operate under the assumption that you cannot and then go get permission hey so and so i've really enjoyed working for you i'm particularly proud of xyz piece and i'd like to include it in my portfolio would you be comfortable with that um and then they might say yes or no. They might have questions. Like they might say, are you going to have a link to it on your website? And you might say, ideally, yes, if you'd feel better about me converting it to a PDF so there's no um, like search traffic connecting us, that would be all right with me, um, you know, or anything like that. Um, uh, but you you do have to have a conversation about it because um, for this kind of thing, you know, come to think of it. I don't really know the legal ramifications. I do know that once you, they have paid you for your work. Um, they own the copyright, unless you like have something stipulated differently in a contract. They own the copyright once they've paid you for, their, for um, your work. So technically it's not yours anymore, it's not yours to use. So you need to get permission to use it. That's sort of my very basic, I am not a lawyer, kind of um, civilian understanding <laughs> of how that works. Um, so get permission to share. If you don't have permission, you got to obtain it you got to have that conversation the other thing to consider about ghostwriting is that sometimes the projects are big a lot of times when people think ghostwriting they think books and yes that is a thing that happens a lot a lot of books out there especially like business books or um, personal memoir kind of autobiography type books a lot of them are ghostwritten or they're written with a co-author you know elton john and so and so co-author What's happening in that co-author situation is the co-author is essentially acting as the ghostwriter, except their name's on the cover, and they are conducting the interviews and doing the actual writing of the manuscript. And then the other person whose name is, you know, the primary name on the book is like reading They that person is the source material, and then they're reading and approving the drafts. Um... So again, sometimes these projects can be really big. I have I have written books for clients, big books, not like massive thousand page things, but like legit books that you print and it feels like a book. <laughs> it looks like a book, it feels like a book, it smells like a book, it's a book. Um, what other kinds of ghostwriting projects are out there? Well, I've already mentioned two. I've mentioned books and I've mentioned blog posts. Those are the two that I've primarily done. I've also written scripts. Um, any kind of social stuff, I guess, is ghostwriting. If you're doing social captions, Pinterest captions, um, show notes on the podcast, things like that. Um, my personal experience with ghostwriting is 100% what you might call nonfiction. In the world of ghostwriting, and this will make some of you novelists and creative writers perhaps leap with joy. As a ghostwriter, you can also do fiction work. You can do creative work. You can do all kinds of stuff. So if you want to get paid to write and you don't want to write about business, but you're looking at it because it seems like that's where the money is, number one, you're paying attention. I applaud you. Number two, if you go into ghostwriting, you may be able to write fiction for clients as well. Now, I don't know anything about that. I've never done that. I've never wanted to do that. I've only once or maybe twice been approached to do that. And I shut that conversation down very quickly. Because I'm not a fiction writer. I'm not a creative writer. I I, like I'm not that person. (laughs) However, those opportunities are out there. And they are not like super, super hard to find either. I I'm actively not looking for them and I still get presented with them. So that's that's why I say they can't be that hard to find. Now, um, finding clients, whether you want the kind that I write for, which is like business and marketing, or you want to write stories, <laughs> or you want to kind of just do anything and see what, see what captures you, see what tickles your fancy, see what you can you know, legitimately get paid to do and you don't really care. I've been there too. Um, You got to do some marketing. Marketing just means getting in front of the people who are most likely to hire you. That's all marketing is. It's not used car sales tactics. It's not like deep psycho persuasion. It's not manipulation and scamming tactics and pressure, pressure, pressure. Now there are marketers who do that. But you do not have to be one of those people. I'm not one of those people. And I certainly am not trying to make more of them out there because I don't like them either. So get your head around marketing, the marketing of yourself. And fortunately, I can tell you after 12, coming up on 13 years in the business, it's really not that hard. The main thing to keep in mind is how do I make sure everybody I come in contact with knows that this is what I do, (laughs) right? Not to an obnoxious extent, but like the most you possibly can. So number one, if you are present on the socials and you are interested in making work connections on the socials, which I would be doing because a lot of these social platforms also act as low-key or even high-key search engines, People are going onto LinkedIn and searching for ghostwriters. People might even be going onto Facebook and searching for ghostwriters. They're going onto Twitter and searching for ghostwriters. They might be going onto Pinterest and searching for ghostwriters. They certainly are going onto Instagram and searching for ghostwriters. So if you want to be found when people are doing these searches, you have to have that stuff in your profile somewhere and ideally on your feed as well. It should be something that you talk about on occasion Using the hashtags, if hashtags are part of the platform that you're dealing with, um, that is one way that you can get the conversation um, pointed in your direction. So optimize your LinkedIn profile. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, awesome. Set one up. (laughs) Optimize it. Optimize your social media presence. If you don't have one, good for you. I wish I didn't have one either. (laughs) if I'm being totally honest. I don't love being on social. I do love keeping in touch with people. So for now, I am on socials. Um, And I have all my profiles tooled to be like, I have a podcast, I'm a copywriter, I have courses. You know, it's really easy to figure that out when, when you see my profile. What is this alarm going off? Hang on. Okay. And I got a phone call coming. I'm just, my phone's blowing up over here. I'm not used to this. I'm kind of a hermit. Anyway, um, the other thing to do to market yourself primarily is to just have lots of conversations. Whenever someone asks you what to do, what, sorry, whenever someone asks you what you do, you can say, oh, well, you know, I, I run a mortuary or whatever you do. Or if you want to get into copywriting and you want that to be your thing, like you want that to be the thing that you do, and the primary um, point of interest in the way that you become known lead with, oh, I'm a ghostwriter. And people are like, oh, a ghostwriter. What does that mean? You can say, I write things on other people's behalf, you know, or however you want to present yourself as a ghostwriter. But like mention, I'm a ghostwriter. Don't be like, oh, well, I'm a mom four and I run a marketing agency and also I'm a ghostwriter. Like, you know, pick, pick I'm a ghostwriter, if that's, especially if you're in any kind of networking context. Um, but find ways to work it into conversations naturally. like don't be a weirdo, but you can work this kind of thing into conversation very easily. Um, and and that is an easy way to market yourself and to become known as a, a ghostwriter and you be, you can eventually work your way into becoming the go-to person, you know, whenever someone needs uh, ghostwriting on <laughs> my phone. y'all, yeah, oh my gosh. Um, yes, have lots of conversations be very forward with it. And that is a tip that I picked up. I mean, it's something that I have always naturally done. Um, I never thought of it as a marketing strategy. I just, you know, it was when people asked me what I did, I told them I'm a freelance writer. And then, you know, we were off to the races and that opened up the conversation. And now we get all kinds of interest and prospects and work from those conversations. I mean, like, I got people referred to me from, uh, like, Mom's Morning Out and from, I had a landlord send his buddy to me <laughs> one time, which was kind of cool <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was kind of weird but also like super cool um anyway you never know when you're going to know someone who knows someone who needs your help so so mention it be forward with it and uh, like it like I was saying I got that tip as an actual tactic um from my friend Nick Nick Pavlidis he's an actual friend of mine I've actually hugged him in actual real life <laughs> like we hang out um couple of times a year. Um, But Nick is an attorney turned ghostwriter, and he is a very successful ghostwriting business. He's written highly successful books, New York Times bestsellers and stuff like that. He also knows all about publishing and marketing campaigns and all that stuff. He's super, super smart. He has an academy for people who want to become ghostwriters. It's called Ghostwriter School. And he has a free Facebook called a Facebook group called Ghostwriter Growth. If you are on Facebook, I recommend you get in his group. Um, if you are interested in learning more specifically about being a ghostwriter, you can go to slash ghostwriterschool and get on his waitlist. He has a course um, that teaches you the profession, and it teaches you everything from how to get started to how to do the work, how to nurture your clients, how to think strategically, like like it's just it's everything. He's so so smart. He is so so relatable. He's really one of my very favorite people. Um I just I can't recommend Nick's stuff highly enough. So go get in his group Ghostwriter Growth. Go to slash ghostwriter school. That is um my affiliate link. So if you get on his waitlist, you're going to get a little tag that says Ashley sent you. And if you end up enrolling in Ghostwriter School, um I get a commission off of that, but I was recommending Ghostwriter School before I was an affiliate. I will recommend them for as long as it exists. Um, let's see. Oh, and the other thing, he has a podcast as well. If you're listening to this, then you like podcasts, I assume. Um, his podcast is called Get, uh, the Get Paid to Write podcast. It's very good. It's very funny. He has this, like, super rock and roll intro, but really he's, like, one of the nicest, <laughs> nicest guys you met. He's, uh, he can be rock and roll, I guess, when he wants to. Um, but I, I get a kick out of his intro because it's, like, super high energy Nick, but the Nick that I know is very thoughtful and very um, uh, not rock and roll energy. I'll just say that. Um, super, super cool. Um, let's see. He is one of the smartest and most underrated folks in the marketing for writers world. If you ask me, he is one of the most generous people I know in terms of what he shares. And you are not going to regret um, being in his orbit if you get in his orbit. Anyway, ashleygater.com slash school. And, uh, that's all I got. If you want to be a ghostwriter in particular, I highly recommend that you go listen to Nick because he's been doing it for years, highly successful. He can tell you everything you want to know. I can get you started. I'm happy to get you started. Um, but he's like, if you were gung ho all in, I would send you to Nick. All right. Now that I promoted somebody else's show (laughs) and business, I'm going to wrap this up. If you have any questions about being a freelance writer or um, becoming a copywriter or questions about copywriting tips or anything like that, please feel free to send them in. You can email me, ashley at ashleygainer.com. You can jump into my Facebook group. Just go to theinkwellguild.com and it'll take you straight there. And um, those are probably the two best ways to reach me. And I'll see y'all next time. So my friend, if you have been listening to this podcast and you like what you hear, have you left a review? I'm just wondering, and I only ask because reviews are really, really helpful for podcasters like me. I really care about what you're thinking, what you need, and how I can come alongside you and help you grow your freelance writing business so that it's something that really supports your life and gives you exactly what you're looking for in some kind of work from home, get paid to write type of thing. So if you have not left a review and you are so inclined, I would be deeply grateful (laughs) for your stars, for your commentary. And of course, I want you to tell me what you love so I can keep doing more of it. Thank you.